When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're live. I'm Jack Farmer. He's Justin Labar. He's Raj Geary. Justin, you are looking festive today. I'm loving that snowflake Ric Flair shirt. Woo, it lights up. If you're on the YouTube version, if you're on the audio version, yeah. If you're, if you're on the audio, you're really missing out on 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 the beauty. Yes, yeah, you know, as you and I were talking about before we came on the air, there's just there's only so many days of the year that you can bust this part of the closet out. So I'm taking advantage of it. Nice. Yeah, I'm very big into taking advantage of all holiday outfits while the holidays are around. Raj, you're not looking very festive at all. You're in all black. I got the, the Broncos. Or Broncos. Is that black or is that just my camera? Yeah, it's a, it's a dark blue. Well, yeah, close enough. We're, we're in the hunt. <laughs> it's possible. I uh, Again, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I hate all football right now. Just <laughs> terrible. As soon as we're out of the playoffs, they start winning games. What the What the heck is this all about? They don't understand how this works, I don't think. <laughs> Supposed to who, who booked this crap? Tank, tank. That's what you're supposed to do. But uh, yeah, well, we got a pretty stacked show, so we are going to dive into it. Thanks to everyone who's been uh, waiting for us to start. Hushburger, Sergio, uh, Aaron. Thanks, guys. We're going to get right into the news and uh, kind of a, a sad news week, to be totally honest. We're going to start with uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was reportedly released by WWE last Thursday. And the news came less than a week after an incident at a WWE house show in Texas. Uh, Matt Hardy has been releasing some uh, cryptic messages, uh, but basically says Jeff is okay in the end. Uh, Matt Hardy has said a lot, but uh, I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts. Raj, you're the news guy. I always like to start with you on these things. Uh, Jeff Hardy released after that sort of, I guess I'll say, bizarre video footage of him at a house show. Yeah, it was a... a a really weird thing, as we've noted. Uh, WWE apparently asked him to go to rehab. He declined. Uh, Matt Hardy, as we were speaking just a little bit ago, he released a, a a video on YouTube, and he's saying Jeff Hardy's doing well. There's no reason to be concerned. Um, he said he's not worried about any issues at all, and that Jeff is the best version uh, of himself he's ever seen. So. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he he released another video on his YouTube channel that Jeff was actually in. And Jeff, you know, in the video looks completely fine. He's singing Release Me uh, from Wilson Phillips. So I don't know hmm. what that means. But yeah, I mean, who, who knows what that was, you know? Um, maybe it's just a one night thing. Maybe it was, who knows? But they're saying everything's fine. 
Well, I think uh, just, uh, of course, we all have fears that there are issues. Of course, Jeff's had issues in the past. There's all fears that something's going on. And I think best case scenario, looking at this, it's good that it, if that's not the case, that's the best case scenario, obviously. Um, I don't know what happened then. I don't know if we'll ever know. But uh, Justin, it does seem that Jeff Hardy is out of his contract with WWE as, as far as we're reporting. Uh, do we just expect him to be in AEW in 30, 90 days or whatever the rules are there? Or is there more to it? Or is it as simple? Matt says we need to know all the facts, but eh, let's just speculate. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's I think it would be, you know, be a, it'd be a betting man's uh, win to inevitably Jeff would be in AEW at some point or another um, for a little hearty reunion. I mean, I'm sure maybe, maybe I'm sure Tony Khan, uh, you know, is going to want to have assurance that Jeff truly is in the best place before he brings him on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's inevitable at some point. I don't know if it's gonna be in 90 days or a year from now, but I think at some point it's inevitable. I think the, the frustrating thing about this, I mean, obviously Jackie just said, obviously if Jeff truly is all fine and everything's good, that's, that's the best case scenario. Right. But I think what's frustrating is that like, I believe Matt Hardy in 2021. I believe if Matt Hardy makes a point to go on and do a video, I mean, yes, it's his brother. He's always going to protect his brother. You know, but I, I don't, I don't believe Matt would go to the extent that he has to kind of like try to speak on their behalf and kind of keep like I, like I, I believe Matt is what I'm saying. But at the same time, it is hard to figure out like what to color in the middle because yeah, the last black and white factual thing we have to go on is that bizarre video of Jeff. Going, you know, making a tag at a house show and then just exiting through the crowd, and then being pulled from the next show and then being released days later. So it, it is hard, and obviously knowing Jeff's history, it's like okay, I Jeff looks good in this video. I want absolutely one hundred percent believe Matt Hardy, but what are the facts then? What where where is the discrepancy? You know, if if, if WWE did in fact ask Jeff to, to go to rehab and he said no, I don't need that. Like, what what where, where are we missing there? Um, that, that's what's you know that's what's kind of trouble. You know, and the other thing too that, that that's kind of weird to this. And Raj, correct me if I'm wrong. WWE has not officially come out and actually officially announced that Jeff's been released or wished him in the future endeavors. They have not done that, so that's even weirder in this whole situation. Is that you know it was Fightful I think who first reported that Jeff's gone. You know Matt Hardy and Camp have since all like basically confirmed that yeah he's gone. But WWE's never even officially said something, which usually they at least will make at least one a one sentence statement saying this person's no longer at the company. So I just I just need I need the I need the lines colored in. I need I need the details filled in here. Yeah, it's an odd one. I, I think there was uh, years ago they did that with Ray Mysterio too, where Ray Mysterio was released and they never announced it. But for the most part, they've announced all their other releases this year. Um you know, Ric Flair, um I mean Everyone, uh, except for Lars Sullivan is the only other one I could think of that they didn't announce. Maybe Velveteen Dream. Did they? I don't know if they actually said Velveteen Dream. I'm forgetting. Um, is uh, Maybe this will be for the chat. Is Jeff Hardy still on the roster page on WWE.com? Because if, he, if he's up there, that might, of course, I, I, I was looking at it earlier today. Johnny Gargano is still on there, so that might not actually mean anything. It might just mean they haven't updated it yet, but. Yeah. Um, um, here, let's take a quick look. See here. Uh, da, 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 da. I mean, regardless, uh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's not on there anymore. So, um, yeah, he I, he's a free agent. If you know, I know there's a lot of speculation online. Um, 
I don't see Jeff doing something that would close the door with him in WWE. Um, that's just my opinion. I can't see him doing something to try to get himself released, but I could be wrong. That's just, that's, you know, they've had such a good relationship with WWE over the years that I don't see them wanting, you know, I, yeah. I just would think they would have professional in that manner. But, you know, that's, again, my opinion. Uh, again, just kind of speculating here, but uh, it's interesting because Jeff, I believe, was just saying how he wanted to face Roman Reigns recently as well. So it seems weird to be saying stuff like that and then uh, ask for a release. I don't know. Again, I'm with Justin. I, I'd kind of like some some insight. I don't know if we'll ever get it, but it'd be interesting to know kind of what's going on there because it seems like it's more than just a unhappy wrestler asked for a release situation. If he is totally fine, and then it seems like a no-brainer that AEW would take him. I mean, Jeff Hardy, yeah. you know, through the years has always been a top guy in any promotion he's been at until basically the last couple of years in WWE. So, I mean, it would, I mean, it would, it would be a big, a big signing for AEW. I don't know if it moves numbers that much, but it would be a, it would open up a lot of doors in a lot of different matchups. It would because, you know, WWE scratched the surface in 2017 when the Hardys came back to the WWE of kind of doing, you know, a Hardys reunion tour going around hitting the cities that the Hardys had not been in on a WWE stage in you know a decade. But they didn't really, you know, full on commit. So, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think if you have the option standing right there in front of you again, this is all pending that Jeff is, in fact, a OK. If, if you're Tony Khan, and you have the option in front of you. of Oh, I'm going to book um, Hardy family office with Matt. You know, given the rub to a lot of these younger guys, let's be honest, it just hasn't really gained a ton of momentum. Uh, if you have the option of booking that or booking over like Rover Hardy Boys uh, with some of the dream matchups and fresh matchups you could with the tag teams you have, uh, you know, that that it's a no brainer. So, yeah. Is Jeff Hardy one of them? I, he's like the most bulletproof wrestler. Like no matter what they do with him, no matter what where he is, people just love him. I feel like if you did. For, he hasn't really been used that much in years, it seems like. But I feel like if you put him in a world title rivalry, everyone would be like, yes, we want to see this. This is great. This People are always ready for Jeff Hardy to come back and do something. So I, he, He's kind of bulletproof in a lot of ways because because yeah. he's such a good guy. Uh, so many people like him that, uh, you know, his mishaps over the years, if, if another wrestler did those, uh, they would not be in a featured spot today. He yeah. is he is cool hand Luke man. You you sit and have a meal with him. You talk to him. Whatever the situation is with you know whatever he is just cool down to earth. I mean he he's he's incredibly likable. And to, to, to Roger's point, uh, if, if there's a lot of other guys that if they appeared on TMZ uh, like Jeff has unfortunately over the years, uh, that's gonna that's gonna stick with them a lot uh, a lot heavier than than it has with Jeff. Well, we will see as that unfolds in the chat. Mike says uh, it was the, it was the Lashley show tonight. He is a star. It certainly was, and we will definitely talk all about that. Also, Jody Shauna Jenkins says, just join the show. Justin, is that sweater a tribute to Glacier, or is it Laundry Day? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Come on. It's, it's paying, paying tribute to be the man. You got to beat the man. I'll, I'll bust out another one next week. It's Ric Flair. Okay. It, it, <laughs> the bad thing is you can't really see it. The, 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 the 
at-home studio lights here are so bright you can't even really see it, but it does uh it does light up. It's lighting up right now. Yeah. Look at look at Justin. The the bright the lights shine so bright on Justin that you can't see Ric Flair. I can't believe he's just <laughs> the lights are on bright tonight, Michael. Our own de- demon diva back from the Bad Bunny concert. Buenos noches. Yes. Buenos noches. Um so uh we have some more news, uh more sad news. Uh it's it's gonna keep on rolling tonight, folks. Uh Jimmy Rave passed away. Uh, the former Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling star Jimmy Rave uh, passed away today at the age of 39 years old. The announcement came on Twitter this afternoon. Uh, 20 years wrestling debuted in October of 1999. Joined Ring of Honor in 03. Uh, had matched with guys like AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Nigel McGinnis, uh, many others. Uh, sad, sad, sad times uh justin any uh any thoughts on jimmy rave yeah i mean obviously sad story sad sad news um you know just some we're talking a minute ago about you know jeff hardy and bulletproof and having gone through the things you go through i mean it's uh life of wrestlers not not always an easy one um it's just sad to 39 that's young Uh, i i did i i never i i i know uh, i knew i have mutual friends of people who i've seen on, on my timelines and such who uh, knew him, worked with him, um, you know, all positive, but uh, can't say anything more personally or whatever, but obviously just sad. I just think about it. I know he's got um, at least one kid, I believe, so just sad. 39. Yeah, 39 I mean, is super young. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really sad. I mean, Jesus, last year he had to have his left arm amputated. Um, and then this earlier this year, um, he had to have both legs amputated uh, following a, a battle with a MRSA infection. So, and he's had just about as rough a go as you could have the last year. It's 39 years old is way too young and uh, just, just really sad to hear. Uh, so uh, obviously thoughts are with, uh, with him and his family. Um, I don't know if there's any um, like fundraisers or things for the family. I'm sure those will start coming up soon, but uh, I think, I think Mick Foley just did something. If I recall, I, I thought that was for Jimmy Rave. He was doing something, um, trying to raise money for, I thought it was maybe I'm. I know money. he did something for the medical bills a while back, so it wouldn't maybe surprise me if Mick Foley yeah. was was doing something like that. But uh, definitely keep your eye out for for that if those opportunities are there. I always think it's good when the community can come together and and help families and needs and all those things. So yeah, uh, I don't have it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we just interviewed Mick Foley last week, and he was talking about Jimmy, and he said his bills were around a hundred thousand dollars. And so the money they raised cut that basically down in half. So, man, you know, good. Yeah, someone's in the chat, Michael Virus, saying need more humans like Mick Foley in this nutty world. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, Mick's a Mick's a great guy. And yeah, again, if we can find that GoFundMe or whatever it is, uh, hopefully someone puts something together for him and the and the family because it's got to be a tough tough time. Um, uh, some more uh, news. Obviously, Ring of Honor had their final uh, show to uh, this past weekend. Uh, I was not there personally, but uh, I heard it was a great show. Heard lots of fun stuff happen there. Did uh, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Did either of you guys get a chance to see the show? I have not yet. I, I've been meaning to watch it. It's just it's one of those. I got I got hooked on Dexter again. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I've seen different viral clips, but no, I didn't watch it all the way through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw Braun. I saw FTR, the Briscoes, uh, the uh, Titan, Titan Adam, Titan, Titan. Adam share. Uh, it's a ring of honor. It sounds like they're going to keep doing shows, but just not like regular 
weeklies or anything like that, but they're going to do super shows. I believe April is the next one. Uh, man, it feels like Ring of Honor, I was thinking about it, has to be one of the most, at least in the past few decades, influential wrestling companies in yeah. a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, once ECW and WCW all went away in a matter of months in 01, um, you know, TNA Impact, you know, TNA was kind of its own thing, you know, but Ring of Honor really it became the AAA, and I mean that is like in the minor league baseball analogy, not AAA, the company in Mexico. <laughs> it became like the AAA for uh, American wrestling on television in terms of, I mean, I mean, how many stars that the punks, the Samoa Joes, I mean, every, you know, Seth, everybody went through there. That was um, that was the place to go. And then even in the last, you know, five to ten years, you know, it, it was a place where you could get a contract to be regularly employed. And then maybe if your deal allowed so you could still work some other shows. I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't WWE money, uh, at least most guys. Um, but it was, you know, for it, for guys and girls who were, you know, once on the grind, you know, making 50 bucks a pop and the travel each week for every show, whatever. I mean, it, it did give you at least some kind of regular stability and it got you on television, you know, it was syndicate, syndicated on Sinclair around the country. So again, a chance to be seen and, and, um, and, and elevate to the next place. So, yeah, it going away is it's a big deal. It, it, I mean, I, I but I stand firm that if you know we everybody talks about AEW and WWE and this and that, Ring of Honor was the biggest victim to AEW's birth and success, and I, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean NXT was kind of started to you know stunt you know Ring of Honor's growth there for a little bit. They kind of tried to make it their own Ring of Honor in a lot of ways. Um, Man, I, you know, I hope that, you know, I hope it survives in, in some form. But at the same time, anyone worth signing is not going to just sit around waiting for, you know, these individual random dates, you know, come come April. And Sinclair, you know, granted, they have a lot of difficulties right now with a lot of their uh, sports net- networks, their regional sports networks. But do, do I see them when the time comes being like, yeah, let's. Let's let's throw some money behind this to make a you know a few thousand dollars profit you know with these house shows. I just I just don't see it. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope somehow something happens and it comes back bigger than ever. But when I'm looking at it realistically, I just don't see it. I could be wrong, but I was under the impression it was going to be more like a couple shows a year that are just sort of big super shows and probably the available talent at the time more so than. Like, yeah. lo- you know, long term, I guess it kind of like what pro wrestling gorilla does, right? Like where they do a show and then a yeah. few months go by and they do another big show. Yeah, there's there's going to be yeah, there's going to be no more having guys exclusively signed to them or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's going to be exactly that. It's going to be, yeah, we have we're doing 10 shows this year. And yeah, you're going to get whatever talent that is available on that particular date. Um, So it's going to make it harder for them to do. Not, I mean, yeah, it's going to have its challenges of, of having a champion, having this and that because of you know, of navigating whoever, whoever you get the titles to are probably going to be in demand talent on the independent scene. So navigating their schedules. So, yeah, I mean, and to Roger's point, once you go, once, once the money pulls out and they change the situation and they go to just individual spot shows, once they pull out, they don't go back in, <laughs> they don't reinvest yeah. all of a sudden. That's not going to happen. Right. But I think it could be a good thing. I think, cause I think there's a lot of people who get like, let's say released from a contract and, they want to up their value before signing another long-term contract. If you're someone who let's say was recently released from WWE and everyone says like, let's say you are a Johnny Gargano and you want to go back to WWE, but you want to sort of show you can carry a company or something. 
uh, or do big things or sell tickets or whatever the case may be without signing a three-year deal somewhere. Yeah, but uh, I, I get that, Jack, but that, that, that would all depend on is, is are these super Ring of Honor shows in the future, are they being televised anywhere or are they being streamed? I mean, obviously, they'll probably be streamed on Fight maybe because, you know, but but like yeah. to, to, to your example, for a Johnny Gargano or somebody to to show the proverbial they, the, the office, the powers to be, to show they that, they, that hey, I can hold a company – they has to be able to see it somewhere like you know like at least at least ring of honor you could be in any hotel room and flick it on and you could see it you know I, I guess i'm thinking of kind of guys like uh like matt cardona who when he left wwe you're like okay zach Ryder, but now you see what he's doing in gcw and going to nwa and doing all this stuff and you're kind of like wow he's actually pretty interesting he's doing some cool stuff i feel like his value actually has gone up a bit since he left wwe yeah uh, i'm Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is, no, is, is what I was like, basically, is, that's what I'm thinking as opposed to, I think if he had signed with AEW right away, like a lot of people thought he wouldn't have had the chance to do that. And he would have been just a guy in AEW. I think this is good for those people who want to show that they're more than just a guy in a brand, but they can be things like an EC3 is kind of doing a lot of cool stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it survives again, you got to, a billion dollar corporation that ultimately owns that. And is that a line item they want to even bother with? you know, in April, um, I don't, you know, again, I just, you know, before ROH, it, it was doing good numbers in syndication. Uh, and that I felt like was their real value was it was on their Sinclair owned properties and, and, and doing pretty, pretty decent numbers. Now you don't have that anymore. So uh, I don't know. I, it, too bad. Um, <clears throat> too bad. The WWE network is not still the WWE network and it's all just, stuff that they've just sold one big you know paycheck to where they collect one big paycheck from peacock if the wwe network was still in its previous uh existence i could easily see vince going out and writing an easy check i don't know what the six-figure check whatever it was to get the roh library that would enhance the network so much given all the talent that you have that has video in that library there well aew has been wanting to expand their video library and right now all their stuff is basically similar looking in the sense that it's all stuff from the last two years. So it, it's the, the setting, you know, granted you had the, 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 the COVID shows, which were, which didn't look the same, but uh, for the most part, it's not a uh, variety of content. And so adding something like an ROH would, you know, I think uh, kind of deepen that library pretty, uh, pretty, pretty decently. Yeah, I could see that, especially if AEW plans to go the streaming route like WWE and have a network or something, which I'm I feel like nowadays everyone that's what everyone wants to do. Everything you're seeing, you know, when I drove into New York a few weeks ago, all the billboards, there's nothing advertising something on cable. It's all streaming. It's, you know, Hawkeye and, and shows I've, you know, that's mm -hmm. I've never heard of that are on Hulu and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. So streaming is where the money and the efforts being pushed. You know, when you talk about these wrestling shows and, and where they're ranked on cable and winning their time slot. It's like, look at what's on at that time slot at this, you know, also when there's something real on like a football or a basketball, they're not winning that. Um, they're beating these shows that, you know, are usually like lower budget reality shows, things like that. The real money for the, the scripted shows and the scripted programming, that's all going to, to streaming. And the ones that aren't uh, that are big Yellowstone, Yellowstone just kills everything right now um, on mm. cable. So, and a lot of those shows, I still watch on Hulu when it comes available. <laughs> I don't watch it. I wait. I wait for the show to be on Hulu before I watch. I don't actually sit down and, you know, wait for the show to start. Ross, yeah, there's, the only show I there's no, yeah, there's, there, no there's no scripted show I watch live. 
You know, even Curb Your Enthusiasm, I'll watch it the night of, but I'm not watching it live. And then what are we going to do when all wrestling's on streaming and the streaming platforms don't have to release numbers? So we won't have any ratings and demos to argue over. We'll have nothing, nothing, nothing business-wise. I guess it'll just be attendance. (laughs) Or what... uh, what this what the parent streaming companies are doing (laughs) well you know that's actually a great segue as we talk about ratings AEW rampage drew five hundred and three thousand viewers on tnt according to nielsen that's up by just under one percent uh from last week and it got a 0.18 in the rate the demo uh smackdown on the other hand got 2.142 2.142 million viewers up five and a half percent from last week and uh it got a 0.50 in the demo um i was at smackdown i i should have said told you ah. i could have sent you some uh some stuff some this is what's happening but yeah. uh I just, oh, way to go jack I know. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst wrestling journalist. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm here seeing it all. Yeah, I'm just watching the show. But uh, great show, by the way. It was fun. But I don't know how it came across. I didn't watch the show. I don't know how it came across. But that crowd, they loved Randy Orton. I'll tell you what. They were a big Randy Orton crowd. But uh, any any rating stuff to pull away from this one? All 500,000 for Rampage uh, there. But then all the buzz for Rampage all around. One name. Hook. That's all the buzz from Rampage. Hook. Yeah. Well, so it was barely up from last week. Um, so this seems like it's, and this, I'm not talking about Hook. I'm just saying in general, this just seems where Rampage is kind of settling, the, the low mm-hmm. 500s. Uh, the 0.18, it's tied for its second lowest rating uh, in show history, which was tied, you know, which it did last week and, and uh, one other time, I think the week before as well. Uh, but the number of viewers it did in 18 to 49 was the second lowest of all the shows they've done. So, you know, Rampage, that's kind of where it's at, you know, with the uh, with the time slot and everything. And and just with people just see it as a B show. I mean, I don't think there's much you can do about that. And uh, unless you start going live and move it to a different night, which isn't going to happen. Uh, and uh, SmackDown actually should have been quite a bit higher. Um the over it was actually down from the overnights and the reason why is because it was preempted in a bunch of markets because of news coverage for the storms uh that mm-hmm. were happening so a lot of people just saw the first 10 minutes of smackdown and then it went to news coverage so it really probably should have been about five percent higher probably like 2.3 million which would have been its best number uh as far as the total audience since september but um yeah that's what happened yeah so that's what happened it was a good week for smackdown and um a, a normal kind of you know for where rampage is at a normal week i want to give a quick shout out by the way to the nurses on smackdown i know this is a raw show but the two guys that brought out Sami Zayn, beef candy here for championship wrestling uh some guys that are on some shows around here very entertaining fellows it was really cool to see them on such a big stage and get that opportunity they got chucked by brock but uh i i think they did a good enough job they, they shout out to them shout out to beef candy um, beef candy got tangled in the ropes the way Brock just slung them around. Yeah, I would did. not. <laughs> Brock sometimes I would not want it to, you know, be one of those guys taking something from Brock. Anyone else? Do you remember that time Brock ripped off that car door and flung it like into the crowd? Into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brock. It's like, dude, you don't know your own strength. Yeah. But what are you, you going to do about it? It's Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah. Ricky Zaldivar saying prayers from Kentucky. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's my. That's where I was born. I was born in Kentucky. Me and my sister both. Um, 
yeah, it's it's really insane what's going on over there, and and the 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 devastation and the the photos that they show it's it's just crazy. So I know WWE they run a lot of spots for the American Red Cross and donating. So if, you know if you can definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely, um, definitely do that. Um, but yeah, uh, the as far as the ratings go, just to kind of put a bow on that, um, I think probably about where they're supposed to be. But yeah, Brock just killing people. So much testosterone. Speaking of testosterone. Hone is a comprehensive hormone optimization clinic that helps men get their energy, focus, libido, and muscle mass by addressing low testosterone. Hone offers a home biomarker testing, in-depth physician video consults, and FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. Since it launched in 2020, Hone has helped thousands of men no energy to make it through the day, having a hard time putting on muscle. Your libido is not what it used to be. Your hormones could be to blame. You want to bulk up? You want to get big? You want to take on guys like Brock Lesnar? I guess you need more testosterone. Uh, testosterone levels have decreased substantially over the generations. Our father's generation had more testosterone. Their levels were at 25% higher rates than ours are today. The thing is, it's not our fault. There are many factors such as environmental changes that are affecting our generation today. 30 million men in the U.S. have low testosterone that are affecting their daily lives. Hone Health can help. Testosterone is more than just a sex hormone. It affects energy levels, muscle mass, focus, mood. Hone helps men get testing and treatment for low testosterone from the comfort of their home. It's an easy process where they collect the sample and you mail it to the lab. Once results are ready, a video chat with a real doctor happens, and the doctor will recommend a personalized treatment plan based on your biomarkers and symptoms. Treatments include FDA-approved medication delivered straight to your door. And I may not be a medical expert, but Hone is, and they'll be there with you every step of the way. Order Hone's easy-to-use at-home assessment test today to learn your testosterone levels. For a limited time only, listeners get the at-home testing and a doctor consultation for only $45. Go to HoneHealth.com slash I-N-C to take advantage now. That's Hone, H-O-N-E, Health.com slash I-N-C to get at-home testing and doctor consultation for $45. That one, I mean, $45 for a doctor consultation alone blows my mind. That's got to be a deal there, fellas. Yeah, I've told you, I've talked to this story, you know, I've told the story a few times uh, on this podcast with, with the sponsor. I, you know, I'm in my, I'm well into my 40s. I'm a few years away from my viewership no longer mattering. Uh, and I, you know, I have a lot of guys, uh, you know, a lot of my good friends who are uh, in their 40s who, you know, they've had their uh, testosterone drop, um, you know, once you turn 40, that happens to a lot of people. And one of my good friends, we used to golf a lot. And then he just stopped going. He'd basically come home from work and just lie in bed. And he's just exhausted all the time. And so he, you know, got his testosterone checked out. He had low T levels. And, you know, he, he met with a doctor, got everything, cost hundreds of dollars to do it. So this is a much better solution. So if, if you feel like you're in that boat, you're, you're you know, you feel like you just need... Um, you're just not where what you used to be, um, and it's worth checking out. Yeah, one of the things that's nice about it is you you mentioned Raj that you know if you think that might be something, what's great is you get a test and they track they figure that stuff out for you. So 
you don't have to guess it. You don't have to wonder what your dose, you know, you don't figure it out all on your own. They help you. So uh, that's, what's really cool about it. Check it out. $45. Make it a, treat yourself with a nice little Christmas gift this year. Uh, now before let's get into raw, let's talk about raw for a little bit, but again, real quick. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Who's with us. Michael, the virus, Paul Scott, uh, Oz Hushberger, uh, Tut Graf, um, and, uh, sock monkey. Mike, who I saw at uh, SmackDown, by the way, shout out sock monkey, Mike. Um, nice. so, uh, like, did, comment, he, did he come up to you and introduce himself as sock, <laughs> sock no. monkey, Mike? No, I, uh, I know him through other wrestling things. Oh, okay. You're staying at the pissing trough and he's looked over and goes, Hey Jack, I'm sock monkey. Mike. <laughs> How are you? We were the only two in there, and we were shoulder to shoulder. Like <laughs> he, He's just standing there pissing next to you, and he just goes, ah, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star reviews. You, know, you guys know the deal. Uh, let's get into this show. We got a lot to cover here. Bobby Lashley comes out, and he says, or MVP says, that Lashley should be in the title match at day one. Kevin Owens says... You need to earn your way in. And Rollins says, I agree. Big E talks trash before the tag team general managers say, if Bobby Lashley can beat all of them, he gets a shot tonight. Now, you guys know I love it when we have a storyline that starts at the beginning. It's going to play out through the show. So I was on board with this already. But, Justin, how did you feel about the way the show kicked off? I, this doesn't do anything for me. I mean, like, I have mad respect for Bobby Lashley and the shape that he's in and, and the gauntlet that he ran tonight. Um, you know, it's not like he was just out there for like 40 minutes straight, just getting it all done. It's like he did a match, he did a promo, he goes back as a match. I mean, like, so it's space, so it's he's got to he's got to remain loose and ready the whole night, which I mean, that's that's something. So, I mean, I give respect to that, but in terms of the actual story, I mean, and it was confusing too. There's times where it was like, is Bobby the heel, or am I supposed to be feeling bad for him? Like, I don't know, like it. It, I don't know. This doesn't do a whole lot for me. I, I'd rather you just come out and tell me that it's going to be a fatal four way and all four of these guys have separate singles matches against random opponents and they're all just effing with each other. And I mean, you know, that that to me, I, I get trying to have a thread of, of hang on all three hours to, to watch to see if Bobby's going to get himself in the match. But I can promise you the third hour will be the lowest of the three hours again. So, yeah, Raj, do you like the setup of the show? I like it better than what they usually do. I do, you know, you know me, I like stakes. I, I like, uh, you know, they're, uh, you know, for there to be a reason why you're doing these matches. I, I did think it was a very baby face predicament they put him in. And at the end, it almost looked like he was turning baby face. I almost felt like they should have. This probably would have been as good a time as any. Because I, I feel like he's, you know, Bobby has probably plateaued a little as a heel. And I think a, a, a baby face run would freshen him up. But that being said, I, you know, it was fine. I thought Lashley looked great. He had his, the Santa colors on, just looking sharp in that suit. He had a suit. MVP had a suit. Seth Rollins. It was, yeah. uh, it was high fashion with this opening segment. This you know, was a segment. very fashionable. I wonder if <laughs> no one's ever feels underdressed when he comes out in those uh, segments. Um, I don't think he does. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, after this, we get a backstage promo with uh, RK Bro. They made fun of podcasters. How dare they? They made fun of the jackass guys. And then they made fun of Matt Riddle being a shaman. Uh, Orton says that if he can beat Otis, maybe he'll put the blazer back on, which may have been a giveaway that he wasn't going to win because Riddle faced Otis and 
surprise, surprise, Otis gets a win over Matt Riddle. And then he even flattens Randy Orton after the match. This I was blown away by the fact that Otis came off looking like a monster after this Raj. Is Otis the next world champion? <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be one of those three-week pushes that they forget about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, with Riddle, I'm assuming the end game is for him to face Randy Orton. And if you're going to do that, you need to stop making him look like such a scrub all the time. And, you know, it's one thing for him to get beat here and there, but he's getting beaten and laid out all the time. And uh, no one's going to buy him against Orton with just how much you're making him look like a, you know, like a Santino Morello, like that kind of level level wrestler when he shouldn't be. I think you need to start protecting him more, giving him some wins. Let Randy take some of the losses when when they do lose. And uh, and then I think that feud will mean so much more when it comes. Yeah, I thought the same thing uh, when, I, when I noticed one. I was like. All right, you know, we, we've seen this already with, with Vince having, like, a short-term love affair with him. I mean, hence that he won the Money in the Bank when he was a babyface. And then, you know, now he's, you know, they, they stripped him of all that personality. Now he's just a big, big, meaty guy who's a bad guy. Um, same thing. I have a feeling, like, he he caught Vince's eye at the right time. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're ba- you know, maybe Vince saw him eating a steak as rare as can be or eating, you know, four hard-boiled eggs at a time and went... Yes, and all of a sudden that he's gonna get a win. I don't know, but uh, you know, I, I like I, to, ima- I, I like yeah. to imagine that Vince saw him now with the shaved head and no beard, and didn't realize it was the same guy that won Money in the Bank. <laughs> you know what? I bet you he probably didn't realize it was Otis's hometown because if he did, I think Otis would not have been winning here. <laughs> oh, was it Otis? Otis? Oh, yeah. So that good. I thought he's from. I, th- I thought he's from Wisconsin. Or is it I, I thought he was born. Eh, it could be. I'll, I'll double check that. I thought it was Wisconsin because because uh, I always compare because like the Farley comparison and Farley is from Chris Farley is from uh, Wisconsin. So where are they from tonight? They're in St. Paul, Minnesota tonight. By the way, Otis winning Money in the Bank. How does that feel like it was ten years ago? Jeez, Louise. Otis yeah. with Mandy Rose. Doesn't that feel like ten years ago? Jeez. Like that whole storyline. He was like the hottest thing in the company, what? and that pandemic just screwed up his push. That if was you, if you would have asked me the shield debuted, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you would have asked me then, who do I think in December of 2021? Like, I, like I would have never like. I mean, that Otis is the bad guy doing uh, this bad guy tag team, and and Mandy's you know heading up this female group in NXT. Like, I, I would have not predicted that trajectory. Not at all. No. So Otis is from Duluth, Minnesota. There we go. Yeah. Eh, Minnesota. I feel like they count yeah. it if it's your home state. state. Yeah. Home state. Uh, so after this, we get Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop. Dewdrop with new music, I believe. Um, I, I thought so. Yeah, that's that sounded new. Uh, but I thought this was a fun match. I thought uh, both of them came out looking great. Bianca hits a massive power bomb and a 450 splash to get the win. Dewdrop attacks her afterwards. So don't worry, guys. We'll get this one again. We're gonna run it back, I think. Uh, but on its own, Justin, this was a fun one, right? Yeah, the match was fine. Uh, but like you know. Dewdrop loses here. Like this should be the end of it. Like I don't know. So whatever. But uh, it, all yeah, it was new music for Dewdrop. Um, I don't mind. Like I don't mind them saying, okay, uh, Spirit Fingers, Babyface Dewdrop wasn't working. We're gonna shift her to be heel. I think it's fine. Whatever. I mean, she 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 is bigger, obviously in size, and that just tends to go well, guy or girl, to be a heel. So like I'm fine with that. And I kind of like a little bit more seriousness because she can go in the ring. 
Um, I just wish they would just swallow their foolish pride and just change the name. Go back to letter B, Piper, Niven. Don't like Dewdrop is just the epitome of just foolish pride. We're not going to go back on it. Um, now, yeah, to your point, Justin and Raj, I, uh, I want to get your take on this. The way this match played out, outside of the attack outs afterwards, it felt like the last match with, with Bianca having to resort to the 450 to get the win. This felt like the end of the rivalry. I mean, obviously it's not, but uh, where do we go from here? Yeah, just storyline-wise, once you have someone beat someone clean uh, in a rematch because they had that first match last week, was that even was that last week their second match? Or was it their first? I want to say it was. I thought it was the first. It, I, it, so this was their second. It feels yeah. like they wrestled a few times before, but maybe I'm thinking they've had some. Pro, they've had some promos and interactions with each other. Yeah, yeah. But once you beat someone clean, unless you have a shift in the story, like a reason why it should continue, like someone returns and you know help Dewdrop win, or you know. Bianca cheated to win or it was a disputed finish. Once you do a clean finish and no change in the story, it makes no sense to continue on with it. So it's just WWE. Sometimes they just get in this, uh, this phase where all they can do is just have the same people wrestle every week, even though the story isn't evolving or changing. And it feels like we're headed that way with Bianca and Dewdrop. Probably next week, we'll probably see a tag match with them on opposite sides. Yeah. Oh no, they'll be on the same side to see if they can coexist. <laughs> to see if they can coexist. Uh yeah, that last week the bummer was it felt like they were building up to a can can Bianca lift Dewdrop. And that was that was nothing, but uh but can it coexist? <laughs> yes. Uh for the uh, audio versions, we have a nice big can they coexist banner across the screen here. Um audio you guys miss out on some great visuals and speaking of great visuals if you're looking for a special gift for someone this holiday season something truly unique and personal we've got a great idea for you at paintyourlife.com you can have an original painting by a world-class artist done by hand from any photo at an affordable price if you want to give a truly meaningful gift You've got to try paintyourlife.com, meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. You can order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Makes the perfect holiday gift for someone you love, or if you're like me, for yourself. Uh, now, Raj, you have a great one that you've done with the family. I do. I show it every time, but here it is. There we go. Uh, this was at Red Rocks. Uh, cool picture we took we we had the regular photo hanging up and then we used paint, paint your life and it's so much cooler like this it's 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 it went from just being a picture to art and uh they did a fantastic job and it's not like you send the photo and they just mail you the painting you they send you proofs you could let them know if there's any revisions things that need to be changed things that uh, need to be altered you, you give them all the instructions and they keep you know working on it until you're 100 satisfied and man, I'm looking to get another. Uh, I know Christmas is coming up quick, but uh, for this is the, one of those gifts that it's great anytime because it's not like you're just going to use it over the holidays. Or uh, this is something that could be a part of your, you know, your your living room or or you know your hallway forever. So uh, it's a it's a really cool product. What's nice about it, too, as a gift giver, if you just blow up a photo and put it in a frame, people go, oh, you went to CVS or whatever drugstore nearby and you blew up a photo. Big deal. But if you get a painting, 
it's a real gift and it looks nice and it looks like you put more thought into it. But what's beautiful about it, you can do it from your home, from your computer. So it doesn't even take that much work. It's easy and it's affordable and you look like a great gift giver. You guys should all try it. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping to get this special offer. Text the word wrestling to 64,000. That's wrestling to 64,000. Text wrestling to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. And we have that on the screen here uh, for you watching on the video version. I Kevin there, Owens. but there it is. Text oh, oh, yeah, wrestling to 64,000. So if you don't know how to test spell wrestling too. or 64,000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I had test wrestling earlier. So uh, Anyway. Um, Kevin Owens takes on Bobby Lashley in the first of the qualifying matches. This is where, because you had talked about, like, are we cheering for Bobby Lashley? Are we booing him? He fist bumped Gable Stevenson. 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 It's not Stevenson. But Stevenson. And then Stevenson. my autocorrect always changes that and i have to go yeah. back and yeah no end. no end stevenson stevenson yeah my autocorrect changed it and i was like wait how was i supposed to say it? but anyways uh you know i got a new iphone and like the like the first night i was tweeting during nxt 2.0 and now anytime i want to type 20 like when i'm tweeting it automatically is changing it to 2.0 it's just driving me nuts and when i'm sending a text message it's like it learned 2.0 instead of 20 <laughs> the worst the worst of the things nuts. for it to get to remember you know, it Raj, you know, for nine years, I did chair shot reality. You would not believe over over nine years and several devices, how many times my device is autocorrected to chair shit reality. <laughs> <laughs> you would think it would have learned it eventually, but no. I apparently type shit more than I type shot. Right. <laughs> By the way, that sounds like the name of uh, your new album or something. Chair shot reality? Chair shit reality. Chair shit reality. Chair shit reality. Mike D in the chat real quick before we talk about this says, do you think Rick Martel will ever do an interview? He's done one. Um, if you look on YouTube, you can find it. That's about it. That's all I've seen, man. He's a, he's a, he has no interest in doing any interviews or anything. I don't even think he would, he was not on the Dino Bravo dark side of the ring. Right. Like they talked about him, but yeah, they didn't, he didn't even do those shows. So I, I, I don't see it happening. I had a buddy dress up as uh, Rick Martel for Halloween one year, and surprising amount of people loved it, by the way. I, I was shocked so many people knew who he was. But um, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, kind of a quick one, sort of a greatest hits match where they sort of went through their moves. Uh, KO quits early so he can save himself, and Seth Rollins is up next. But uh, Raj, to your point, I didn't know. I felt like I was supposed to cheer for him because I was thinking about the old video where we saw he was in the military and the, that kind of stuff. And then nice fist bump and Gable seems like a, uh, seems like we were supposed to like him throughout this one. Kevin Owens was definitely playing the heel in this match. And, you know, at the end, uh, Lashley was about to get him in the, the, the full Nelson and Kevin Owens just submitted and ran off, which I actually thought that was great. I thought it was funny because he knew he was going to get in it, avoid the pain, uh, so it was a great heel move. And I like that it wasn't long. You know, when at first when they announced this, I thought it was going to be a gauntlet match. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember, maybe it was like a year ago, two years ago, they did a gauntlet match. It was like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. It was like half the show uh, that they did. 
And uh, so I was like, oh, shit, you know, this is going to be like the whole third hour is going to be this match. And then they did this one. It was quick. It was easy. You knew who was going to win right off the bat. So I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was great for what it was. It told a good story. And and Owens was hilarious. Yeah, it was a good heel move by Owens to like spare himself from the pain. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like the match was for a title or anything. So, uh, but yeah, kind of like babies, Bobby Lash. It's kind of like the fans, like, oh, we want to see the heel Kevin Owens get hurt and he can't get in the hurt lockers. So it just, again, this is where my confusion really started to perk up of like, well, what am I supposed to be doing here with Bobby Lashley? Am I supposed to be like feeling bad for him? Yeah. And it feels like fans, like they were reacting most to Lashley late in the night when it looked like he was turning baby face. Like mm-hmm. when he put, uh, when him and Biggie were working there together for a minute, it, that's when the fans were most with Lashley. I think the fans want Lashley as a baby face and don't know how to react to him as a heel anymore. They were kind of quiet for him. And I got to give him this credit too. Uh, it's not a new thing. He's been doing this. I think the little touch that Lashley does, you know, with the spear, a lot of guys do spears. The fact that he rolls forward and through, like he spears and rolls forward and through, visually, if you just watch it in motion, it makes his spear look that much more devastating. His spear in reality is not. It's actually a very light spear if you look at the the, phys- the physicality of it. But him rolling through the way he does, and it, it, it looks really good. Something different. Little yeah. things. Yeah, a lot of guys don't do spears very well. I mean, I say that's someone who couldn't do one myself, but... I feel like some a lot of them don't look as good. But that's the most painful thing I've ever. I, I've, I, I've I've taken a lot of things in the ring before. That's the most painful thing I've ever took because if somebody hits you with the spear and they hit it wrong and they hit you too high, right? Like, it is you're done. So you're just you you feel like you you're you're out of air. You're done. Oh yeah, I mean, I, they, some of them look terrible, like terrifyingly painful. But Goldberg. some, Goldberg's look like it would rip you in half. Oh Goldberg, Goldberg's his looked the best uh, back in the day, day, especially. Jesus, to this day, his were the are my favorite. But mm. uh, but of course, I'm not the one taking them. Uh, <laughs> Oz in the chat says, "Hey guys, hi Jack. Thoughts on Ring of Honor Final Battle? We touched on it at the beginning of the show, so I won't go into it too much. But haven't actually had a chance to see the show the show itself yet, but." Uh, happy thoughts for ring of honor and hope they do more stuff um speaking of someone i hope to see do more stuff veer has a new video package and now he's talking in this one uh raj you seem like someone who understands odds what are the odds veer has a match before the end of 2022 at this rate i don't see it happening maybe the rumble maybe he comes in for (laughs) I mean, at the rate he's going, it's going to be like a year and a half before he actually shows up. You know, back in the day when they would do these vignettes, it was clear that they had a plan. Like, we're going to do these vignettes up until the pay-per-view. They debut the night after the pay-per-view, you know, and who they're going to feud with right away. Now, as we've seen with Elias, we're seeing this with Veer. It just seems like it's just something to do because they have no idea what to do with these talents. And then when it comes around to doing something with them, they don't know what to do. And Raj, I miss the journey. Remember the journey it used to be when they would have vignettes of a new superstar coming? It was like you'd see, uh, uh, we'll go Razor Ramon maybe or something. Or or like you'd see them doing this, see them doing that. And every every single one each week was Razor Ramon. He's coming to the World Wrestling Federation. It was like they were fucking hitchhiking across the country. You just couldn't <laughs> wait for them to get there. They were coming. They yeah. were on their way. Venus. He had to stop and bang this this girl, and over here, he's on his yeah. way, ladies. Yeah, Val Venus made sense. He had some things to do before. He showed yeah, up. it felt like a journey. Yeah, you're it, excited it, it, when they finally come. You were now. It now it now it, it's literally a punchline game of uh, oh well, no chance we see them before the next uh, moon cycle. Like that's yeah. 
and they pretty much air the same, you know, the same promo. It's like maybe a little different here and there, but it looks the same. It's not a different setting. It's not them saying something different. Um, but yeah, these vignettes just they, just they just don't do what they're supposed to do, which is get you excited for a talented debut. Especially because we've seen Veer for a long time too. Right. It's not like they've really changed his gimmick or anything either. Yeah, and the, these videos don't tell me what to think about him either. Like, usually a good video should at least let me know what he's about. But really, it's just like, I'm Veer. He, I'm he, he kills tigers me? or something? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's pretty intimidating if someone kills I don't think tigers. that's legal. In India, I don't, I don't think he could do that. Tiger King has a word for you, uh, word for you Veer. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last, like, string of vignettes that really, like, were good and then did justice when, like, there was a debut. Maybe they didn't pan the out riots? to be, like, Wyatt's were yeah Wyatt's in like 2013 ish you know here's another here's one the 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 superstar or the character did not it was really quick out the bat with Cena and Punk I even believe when Matt Bloom came back over his Lord Tensai the vignettes and then when the hood came off and people kind of knew it was him because they saw the tattoos and there was a pop Tensai actually was and and like he was positioned as a top star for like two months and then all of a sudden it just crapped out right he's one of the things um Becky Lynch comes out she says that fans don't know what they want. Can't argue with her on that one. Then it reminds us how great Becky is. Liv says she's she got over the loss, but she knows she can beat Becky. Liv wants a match at day one, so Becky stomps Liv's arm like she's Shayna Baszler and says, sure, day one, let's do it again. Let's run it back, as they say. Uh, Justin, um, how do you feel about what Becky's been doing as champ so far in this rivalry with Liv Morgan? Uh, well, you know, like in terms of Becky, I don't know why we're trying so hard to do this heel heel Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'm I'm fine with her being Becky with an edge, and 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 I don't use this lightly, but like I'm fine with like the the Stone Cold Steve Austin approach of like she's not gonna she's not gonna she's not gonna play up like a baby would, but she's not gonna cheat like a heel. She's just gonna be hard ass. But she's always working against other heels. I guess I don't. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this is so forceful. I think they're, they're trying to force this Becky as a heel thing. I I just don't buy it. But at the same point, then there's Liv. Who I feel like Liv. Uh, we talked about this. I think what last week. That I'm like, you got something here. Let's 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 not ignore that. So I don't know. I just I, I'm not I'm not a fan of this this attempted heel Becky. Yeah, it's an uphill battle. It, it reminds me, it's like the opposite of Roman Reigns eight years ago, where they're trying so hard to get everyone to cheer Roman. Now it's they're trying so hard to get everyone to boo Becky. And when you you have so few top baby faces, especially on the Raw side, you got really like the the superstar baby faces. I I hope Big E will get there. I don't think he's there yet. I mean, it's like Edge and Randy Orton, and so. And Becky Lynch was there, but now she's a heel. So I just feel like it's it's just it's just a waste. And and why bother? The fans are still cheering Becky when they're booing her. They don't really want to boo her. They're just doing it, you know, just because they know they're supposed to. So yeah, but, yeah. I, I, so what was you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say with Liv, I don't I don't think they're gonna be Becky. And if you do a non-finish, that kind of sucks when you do the finish on TV and the non-finish on pay-per-view. So I don't know. I would guess Liv, Liv takes another defeat. Jack, which nickname do you prefer? Big Time Bex or The Man? Uh, I actually like The Man. I'm going to go with The Man. I know I'm an outlier there. I don't like Big Time Bex. 
It, feel, it sounds like a circus. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I, I like better about Big Time Bex is the man you'd probably have to explain that to a non-wrestling fan. <laughs> That's true. That's, that is true. I was trying to set you up for Manscaped, and then you made me laugh at the circus punchline. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we should have worked that out. That wow. would have been a good... Uh... <laughs> The uh, circus line's pretty good, though. It's really good. I just, I feel like whenever I see, like, one, I don't like when people, like, we, everyone likes Becky. Why are we trying to make her, like, just do right? what people want. Like, right. we like, like her. It's Let's- so, it's so hard in this day and age of 2021 to get, like, organic baby faces. And, like, she's, like, organic a baby face and, 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 and appeal. Like, so why would you, why would you push against that? Yeah. It's, it's hard like- to be liked. And you know what? I actually agree with AEW turning Daniel Bryan heel, Bryan Danielson heel. I think he's super entertaining, but it's kind of one of those where, you know, the fans, they don't really hate Bryan Danielson. They really like yeah. him. They're just going along with the show. Uh, with Becky, it's, it's, I don't know. It's one thing if they had a big feud, like they get, you know, Bryan Danielson, they got Adam Page, they got this big match. Uh, with Becky, they, they don't really have that, that ultra baby face that they're building that it makes sense to turn Becky heel. They had one, but then Becky squashed her for two months straight. So yeah. here we are. Uh, in in the chat, uh, and I apologize if I say your name wrong, uh, Araceli Bernardo? Bernardo? Uh, Bernardo said, sad to see John Morrison and Jackson Riker in Veer's segment. They had so much more to accomplish in WWE. Wasted potential. Brownie face. Um, yeah, I feel, yeah. I, I feel like John Morrison just... Is like I feel like you want he's like the kind of guy you want. You can put him out there every week and it'll work. I don't but uh, yeah, I thought I I felt like there was so much untapped there with John Morrison. And you know, when they split him the Miz up, I I just feel like it was a missed opportunity. Instead they had him doing yoga in the back and you, you know, like they, they just went nowhere with him after that. John Morrison's still one of the best entrances WB's ever done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but he's also like a, a, a Jeff Hardy, I think, where people want to cheer for him and you can put him in any situation. You'll go, OK, I'll buy that. I'm happy to see that happen. Uh, but I guess we'll see him do it somewhere else. Uh, 20. We get a uh, oh, we get a couple of uh, backstage promos. One is AJ saying he's not giving up on Omos and Omos says, hey, I'm not giving up on you either. Uh we go from that team up to a 24-7 walk in the park with Dana Brooke and Reggie. Uh, and Tamina is now one of the 24-7 competitors. A couple of quick backstage segments. Uh, Justin, it looks like Omos and AJ, that's just all water under the bridge. They're ready to go get those tag team titles, right? Uh, until one of them eliminates the other one in the Royal Rumble. That seems like what's going to happen. You think they'll go that far? Yeah, I mean, Rumble's, what, a month away? A month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can build it. Or you know, uh, well, yeah, they can build it. So there's tension. Are they on the same page? Obviously, Omas is prime for every freaking person in the, in the ring to try to eliminate him at the same time. Um, yeah, they can. They can. They can definitely set something up with 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 them if whoever eliminates who. I mean, that's that's the main. That's the mania match, right? Is Omas versus AJ? I don't know. I, I mean, that's. That's more than three weeks away. I can't think that far ahead. <laughs> they, uh, you know, as far as keeping it going, I mean, they did do, uh, they did do Bailey and Sasha for like three years, so maybe, maybe they will. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Reggie walking backstage. By the way, with Dana Brooke here, 
Reggie, he's always he's hanging out with Shayna Baszler. He's hanging out with Nia Jax. Now he's hang, he's hanging out with Sasha Banks. Now he's hanging out with Dana Brooke. Reggie, he he's got some moves, I think. Raj, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, I, don't know, I don't know. I'm trying to pull something from this segment here. <laughs> I got. I, I I have nothing to say about this segment. I'm uh, yeah. I, nothing that I haven't said a hundred times. Where I'm just so done with this twenty four seven title. Um, well, uh, anything to add, Justin, to 24-7? Nope. Sometimes there's segments that we don't have to talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, Oz uh, in the chat sends over a uh, super sticker. So uh, thank you for that, Oz. Thank you, Oz. What, what currency is that? I, is that I don't know. I, I, Australian? Well, it's, it's going to Raj's bank account. We, we Bless <laughs> you, Oz. We appreciate it. Yes. Uh, so we get Finn Balor and Damian Priest teaming up to take on the, the Dirty Dogs. Uh, the story here, Austin Theory jumps in, gets a selfie, and that leads to Balor getting distracted and getting pinned. Theory gets another selfie. Priest chases him off. Uh, this definitely felt like a little bit of a holdover match so that we could get Austin Theory out there um, and get uh, Damian Priest out there. Not really sure there was much more to it. Uh, but Justin, any what what were your thoughts on this this whole setup? No, you hit it. The, the, this was uh, they're going to continue to feature Priest, which I have no problems with. Uh, I think Damian Priest is a. I think he has to be one of the five considerance considerations for Rumble. I really do. The way he's been booked since last Rumble. I mean, he, I mean, Damian Priest does not lose. I mean, he's being booked so consistently, which is, again, that's hard to do consistently in this day and age of Raw. Uh, so, yeah, get him out there. You know, Finn, he's the he's the one that gets the pin. That that tells you what you need to know there. I mean, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was for let's feature Priest. Austin Theory obviously needs to try to impress Vince, which we'll get to, in, I'm sure, in a second. And that's, mm-hmm. all, this, that's all this was. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because, to your point, Damien Priest does not lose and the Dirty Dogs do not win. You know, I think they won like one match <laughs> against the Street Profits, you know, in the, like the last six months as far as hack matches go. The unstoppable so. force and the immovable objects. Something's got to give here. <laughs> it's amazing if you think I, I hate the Dirty Dogs. Like, I, I, I like them individually. Dolphin right. and Rude, they're, you know, uh, but I hate the Dirty Dogs thing. It's amazing when you think about I think Dolph Ziggler is probably the longest tenured guy on the roster, right? Like, like full time guy. Maybe Randy Orton. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 Orton. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good call. It's amazing though. Like, I, I kind of want both Dolph and Rude to leave the company, not because I don't like, not because I wish I want bad on them. I know they both, especially Dolph, are financially fine. I want them to be out of the company so they can just do something fresh and different on their own terms. Because I feel like Dolph yeah. has been like the ultimate team player, and I just just go somewhere else, do something else, do something else. Nick Nemeth, so we can cheer you somewhere else yeah he's so good he's so talented i rude by the way as well also amazing but here we are yeah um it's clear you know the company sees them in a certain role they're not going to change their minds on that it's been like that forever so that's where they're going to be um we get a backstage segment nikki ash is doubting herself ripley tries to pump her up we get a match Ripley versus Vega. Vega talks some trash on the way out to the ring. And it's a very quick one with Vega getting the win over Ripley because of Nikki. Building up confrontation here. This is team three that we all see breaking up in the near future. It's funny. The team we want to break up and go their separate ways so they can be more successful. The Dirty Dogs 
they're not going anywhere. Yeah. But the other teams just destined for for destruction. Raj, who's turning on who? Nikki or Ripley? Uh, I, th- I think it's got to be Nikki, and they're burying her so much on commentary that she. They, I hope they have a plan for her. Otherwise, she's going to come out worse out of this than than better. Um, I, I got to say that backstage segment with Rhea Ripley, they they do not have know how to script for Rhea Ripley, and she does not know how to read what they're scripting her because it just felt like she was reading from, uh, you know, you know, a, a, a note card or something. It. Uh, it, it, it that system does not work for her. She needs to be herself and, and they're not letting that happen. Yeah. There, there's not one writer in that writer's room. That's going for drinks with Rhea Ripley that has anything of, and I agree. I think Nikki's the one that turns, but I'm pretty close to guaranteeing they have no plan after the turn. I hope, I hope they drop the ASH stuff when she does turn. They will. But like, does she go back to being like sanity loony bin pay homage to Daphne? Nikki Cross, or I don't think they have a plan. So, yeah, yeah they, uh, I, we talk about that big superstar character. I feel like Rhea Ripley should be that person. I think she just seems like she could be a massive star as well. But yeah, they just don't get her, don't get her, don't know this how to script her. But speaking of scripts, I have one to read. It's holiday season, and that means there are stockings to be stuffed and elves to be cuffed. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped has gone global with the tools to guarantee you will score under the tree and the mistletoe. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Get 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with code WINC20. Ho, 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 naughty or nice, tis the season to trim. Let's not forget... Uh, the famous liquid formulations that uh, Manscaped also offers, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, to maximize your body hygiene routine. I've been trying their their shampoo and body wash recently. All very good stuff. I've got the uh, body wash right now. It's Me awesome. Too. Comes in a, uh, a nice recyclable metal as well so it's not just the uh the plastics if you're conscious about that uh but now they have this surefire stocking stuffer plan here they have the the manscaped signature cologne the shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit the crop mops body wipes the crop reviver groin toner and refresher all small enough to fit in the stocking big enough to change a man's life these formulations are also vegan cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know your products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. And while you're at it, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code WINC20. Whether this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something they will actually use and it's also sure to get a laugh. Get it for yourself. That's what I say. Be selfish this holiday season. Get yourself some. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code WINC20. Groom like Santa's watching with Manscaped. It's great. I, every product you uh, just talked about, Jack, I have all of them and I love them. I, mm-hmm. I love the, the 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 new body wash they have, um, the, 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 you know, the, the uh, lawnmower 
the crop, uh, the ball toner, everything like the, the shaving kit, like everything. It's just, even the boxers, everything is just like, it's everything is just quality. It's nice. I don't know. And it does, it does the trick, you know, like, and if you're, if you're, you know, whether you're single and every day is a game day or whether you're married and, and, and you're, and you're building and you're, and you're, and you're on a part-timer to, schedule, and you're planning towards your game day. It's always good to have, have your uh, manscape has been great i love it i i really love their products so and, I, and, and when you do do the whole the whole grooming <laughs> you feel like a new man when you when you do it yeah. i feel like it it's and the the, the toner and everything it, it's yeah. great and and to your point justin i've used so many of uh, so much other stuff that they sent over the years and you know that uh that i bought and you know from the the travel kit you know with the the nail cutters and, and the file and everything and everything has just been top notch it's and the trick, yeah, and the trick is too, like, like it reduces that risk of like in terms of the actual manscaping portion with the, with like the lawnmower, like it reduces the the chance that you're gonna hurt yourself. Like they, there's a, is it like ceramic? There's a there's a thing there on the underneath the blade that like it just protects you, but it's got and it's got the 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 light, the LED light that it helps you just you know, uh, see what you're doing. It's good good products, and all the accessories go with it perfectly. Yeah, it's one of those products that, like, for a long time I was skeptical. I was like, oh, this is just one of those marketing things that, like, sounds funny and kind of lives off of that. But all their stuff is really good. Like, it actually, it's actually really, really good stuff. So definitely try it out. Um, backstage, Kevin Owens says he's going to help Rollins, and Ronald, Rollins doesn't want KO's help. So um, Rollins has a match with Bobby Lashley. Now, it's, it's match two. This one's really short before Kevin Owens just tax Rollins. Rollins gets the wins via DQ, but the match gets restarted as a no DQ, and Lashley picks up the quick win. Uh, this one, again, is starting to make, one, starting to feel like, am I supposed to cheer for Lashley? Also, and this is a reoccurring thing, feel like, do I cheer for the GMs at this point? I don't know where they stand on things, and uh, kind of confusing, but it gets us to the next step. Justin, I actually am really, really loving Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins working together and their chemistry together. Am I crazy for this one? No, they have chemistry. <clears throat> they do. Um, yeah, that's all fine and good. And, you know, and turning in the no DQ makes sense because of the obvious, like, workaround cheat code they tried to you know, implement. Um, it is, th- this is, this is universal to both shows. It is weird, especially Raw, because Vince has been showing up on Raw. It is weird. So we have Vince back on Raw, like, you know, and, and, and Austin Theory, you know, soliciting him for matches or whatever else. It's like you have Vince on TV, but then you still have these de facto two decision makers who we know have no decision making. Like that, That's what I always appreciated, at least was, you know, screw the Constable Corbins and the GM Kurt Angle and Paige for a minute was a GM. Not believable. I'm always fine with a McMahon being the GM because I believe that they actually have true say because they do have true say what's going on. And it's that's it's, it's super highlighted when you have these manufactured authority figures and then a McMahon appearing on the same show with the ability to make decisions. So, uh, yeah, they really need to, I don't know, figure this out. And, and why both of them are on Raw and SmackDown. I, I mean, I don't know that again, do, do they get a bonus for, for, for taking care of both shows? I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't it make sense if you have two separate brands that, and you, you don't need two people to make one announcement, have Sonya Deville on SmackDown and Adam Pierce on raw or vice versa. It just makes all the sense in the world. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me why they're both uh, doing the same job. 
it was really confusing. I don't like to nitpick, obviously, on this show, but nitpick. Adam Pierce. I love, I love, I love Adam Pierce. But there was like this. This was a moment that very much confused me. He comes out and after this DQ, he said, "It's not going down like that in St. Paul, Minnesota." As he's wearing a green a Packers, Packers tie, tie. <laughs> right? What What are you doing? Like, are you who's? Maybe that was the point. Maybe he's trying to be the uh, the subtle heel. No, it's a great call. He's trying to get the hometown local pop of we're going to give you better than that, St. Paul, while he's wearing the arch enemies. Right. Yeah, that was, I was like, come on. Like, that was a bad, bad play there. But we, we progress the storyline. We move on. Uh, you had mentioned, Justin, backstage, Vince McMahon chatting with Apollo. Uh, and then uh, Austin Theory barges in and he, Austin Theory wants a match, and Vince says he doesn't like Theory uh, and says he's going to show him how the eraser is the most important part of the pencil. Raj, I don't want to be dark here, but it feels like this is an actual conversation that's happened with many wrestlers over the past few years of someone going into Vince's office and saying, hey, can I get a match on Raw? And him saying, eh, you don't impress me. (laughs) At least you understood what Vince was saying because his voice is – I mean, I just cannot – I can uh, I could understood like thirty percent of what he was saying because the rest was, yeah, it's so low, it's so low and gravelly. The boom mics are having a hard time picking it up. Right. The trick is you have to feel what he's saying with the gravel. You don't listen. You feel in your chest. You get out there and you leave him. He does, yeah. He does this big build to this 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 lethal weapon. He pulls out a pencil, and yes, Jack, I do. Uh, like I know that I, I. This is a true story. I know there have been people, there have been on air talents who, in the past, uh, through their the WWE years, have been in meetings with Vince, and maybe not a pencil, but Vince has supplied them other uh, desk or office supplies and had them sell him on that office supply. So I do think this is not too far fetched from a true vince meta you know meta you know situation that being said the whole segment was just it was just awkward it just it was just weird it, it, it i don't know yeah I, I expect more out of my vince segments you don't see him that often you want more and, and him not understanding what he's saying and, and pulling out a pencil like, what does that mean I'll tell you what it means. He showed him the eraser. He's going to erase Austin from his name. And he's going to go by theory from now on. <laughs> Can't have two Austins. Jack, that might, that might exactly be what happens. <laughs> like I said, you got to feel him, Justin. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That might exactly be what happens. Yeah. You're just going to be called theory. theory. <laughs> that is, you're, oh, no. you are so close to hitting this in the head. It's scary. God, I hope we're wrong. But he's, but Raj, he's not. He's he's got a better chance of being right. That's about this. that's that's what's yeah. gonna happen. And I'm gonna brag about it for the rest of my days for getting <laughs> one correct prediction. Um, Jack, how old are you? I'm old. I'm uh, I'm not old. I'm 39. Okay, so you'll be able to brag that 39 year old Jack Farmer in his mind was able to uh, hone in on 76 year old Vince. <laughs> Almost twice my age, Vince. Almost. Uh, Respect to you, Jack. At one time, he was twice my age. Not anymore. Uh, Math is fun. Uh, Speaking of math is fun, Miz says he is going to be, he should be the Hall of Fame, go into the Hall of Fame for 2022. Edge comes out and they have a promo battle, which sounds 
basically the same as last week's promo, to be honest. But they get into a fight, and Maurice almost gets hurt, so she smacks Miz in the face and walks off. Uh, this felt, promo-wise, it felt the same as last week, but it feels like now we've added a layer of Maurice is not happy about it. Raj, did this add to the this rivalry? Pull it back. The Maurice I, wrinkle. It almost felt like they were writing her off TV again, and which is weird because I thought they were going to go with the, the Beth Phoenix uh, and Edge versus Miz and Maurice. And, and I could be completely wrong. It just uh, that's what it, that's what I kind of got out of it when they did it. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought the Hall of Fame video was pretty funny. It, it almost looked real. So yeah. I, th- I thought that was pretty good. But, yeah, the, the rest of the promo uh, just seemed it just seemed the same edge i don't know if edge is losing a lot of weight or something but um he, he just looks really different yeah it, I, I was surprised by the execution of what happened here but i i do think that uh to what roger said i do think still the end game i don't know if it's as soon as january one it won't be january one because that's just gonna be miz and edge but it, the end game is gonna happen of a mixed tag i'm pretty sure it's gonna be miz and maurice versus uh, edge and beth so how they work in the dynamic of maurice being mad that Miz kind of used her or whatever how they get to that point but I, th- I think that's where we're going to get to whether again rumble or mania or whatever it is but that's i think that's the inevitable situation which, which will be fun i'll be okay with that yeah I, I would like to see uh i'd like to see it i rush your point of her being written off i was gonna say i don't know if she needs to be written off at this point she's only been back for yeah, one yeah, episode yeah. she's the second episode right so like i feel like if she just didn't come back we would be okay but uh yeah it, it feels like it makes sense to have a mixed tag team with the with everyone involved but we'll see and and uh, you know what a lot of times they'll do these random things on shows for the reality shows like they'll do a thing for total divas where there's some angle that doesn't really make sense and then later you see it on total divas so this could be something for miz and maurice too who knows my my guess is if miz and edge are on a straight up one-on-one at on january one is that between now and then we think that there's problems with miz and maurice maurice is going to come in help miz Mm. win and then that's going to lead to beth coming into the fold and good call They were playing us the whole time, Corey. Blah, blah, blah. And Corey's grave's going to say, this is brilliant. Yeah, you're right. I can see it. <laughs> and then he'll say, shut up, Byron, for some reason. Because that's, <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> that's what he does. Uh, so we get to the main event. Uh, backstage, Rollins and KO are saying, we're going to help you, Big E. And Big E's like, please don't. Uh, this was a heavy hitting match. I liked it. Big E, or uh, Lashley hoisted up Big E a couple times. Like, he weighed up one pound uh the steel step slam i just have my notes because it looked like he broke lashley's back there but the story is obviously uh ko and rollins they get involved they get fought off then mvp gets involved and lashley gets the win and that's a fatal four-way at day one justin is biggie easier to beat now that he's the champion because it feels like he's not winning very often for a champion Uh, but that's the story of well, Roman's an exempt because Roman's in a that elite class. But I mean, that's kind of that's that's WWE fifty fifty. You know, it's like that's WWE fifty fifty booking. It, it's for as much as I might then get pissed off on Wednesday nights when I'm on here with Alfred about AEW's insistence to have a finish to a match. They have to have a winner and a loser, even if it means just complete burial of the refs and the rules of a wrestling a pro wrestling match. 
um, you know, they at least don't cop out to easy, you know, DQ finishes or, you know, things that we, some of the things we saw tonight. Yeah. It, it, but, but, but Biggie's over. He, it, it's over. He's over. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think anything was harmed here. Um, I, I got to say too, also, we didn't touch on this Shout out to the night of Biggie standing backstage, watching the matches preceding him and the, 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 the comedy that was of him taking scribbling frantic notes. And, and I mean, it was, it was really good taking something that is so it's such a WB trope. WB has certain things they do. You know, the backstage announcer, has to approach it in the same way of can I have a word with you? Can I, I have this hard hitting question or my guest at this time? It's 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 very it's not organic. It's so forced and bad, whatever. But then and then there's always the the wrestler watching the monitor. That's that's their scouting process, right? And Biggie, it's almost like he's kind of making fun of it, and it's great that it makes the air. <laughs> it's, he's, it's hilarious because he's completely turned around. Oh my god, yeah, it's, it's great! Terrible. It's great. He yeah. backs to the monitor. He's scribbling <laughs> notes. It's it's hilarious. It felt like they were joking around about it, and then he said, "I'm just going to try it, and if they let it go, they're going to let it go." But I think well, it's almost like he expected them to. Some you can't do that. Let's redo it with like. Well, you, well what's you, great? It, it, there's not a redo because it is a live shot. Because right. because he's it, the monitor is showing what's live. It is a live shot. So it's not like it's, it's not a pre-tape that has to get approved or they can can. So it is something they are setting up live, having a camera, and he and so it's great that he is. It's great that he's got it through and that it's airing. It's you know yeah. again. I don't know what you know. Vince is sitting in Gorilla. I don't know what he's what his reaction is when he sees it. If he's like, damn it, who let this happen? But it, it's 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 funny. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Now, Raj. I by the way, I I loved it as well. But Raj, you said Biggie is not the star that maybe some other people are. Can he become a star with the 50-50 booking? I, I just I feel like when you beat a world champion, it should be a big deal. And now it, you know, Biggie's already lost what, twice in the last three, four weeks, getting pinned twice. And then tonight, you know, also it's Lashley's third match. <laughs> you know, again, right. this was a very baby face heroic thing that Lashley did tonight. But um I think he needs to be protected better. I think maybe also cut out some of the comedy. Uh, I, I think WWE automatically, once you start doing the comedy, peg you a certain way. And because uh, he's not being bush, booked like how Lashley was being booked when Lashley was champion. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see it taken more seriously. Yeah, it's um, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully I feel like I think like he has to retain at day one. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's going to look really bad. But uh, do you think he holds on to, to it until WrestleMania? Yes. You think so? I, I think, think he so. goes to Mania as a champion. Which is weird because you don't always get babyface champions going in, but I think it's him. I think I think Seth Rollins is gonna take it. Ooh. I think I think that's what I think. But. Like what's what's the raw WrestleMania match? Is it Edge? Is it do you go that way again? Because he was in he was in the world title match last year. Um there's no natural like big match sitting there. Yeah, well, the, it'll be Roman Reigns in main event. Is no, the no, no. Game. I mean on the Raw side for Raw. Yeah, uh, this kind of feels like Crown Jewel, unless they trot Goldberg back out for a Goldberg Biggie thing. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a Saudi Arabia. Yeah, then you're kind of going just bringing back the part timers because you haven't gotten any of the the full timers over enough. Well, even even Biggie Edge, that's a part time thing. I mean, yeah, it is. No, for sure. Is, is, there's saying, like there's no full. Yeah, there's no full time Raw match. Right. Who was the last few Rumble winners? It was Drew. Who won it last year? 
Drew, Drew was last Drew, year. Drew last year. Jeez, that felt so long ago. Yeah, uh, who was – and before that, it was – Rand? No. Uh, Roman? Hang no. on. The, the pandemic, excuse me. Right? So in 2021, last last January was, was Drew. Right. And then the one right before COVID hit that was in San Antonio when we saw Brock run the gauntlet – I thought that was the one that. No, that was last year. That was Drew. No, no, no. I think there was a different one. That's last, last one with crowd where Brock's running the gauntlet. It's 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 January of 2020, so it's just before yeah. COVID shuts down. Yeah, that was the one that Drew won. Okay, so who won? La- who won last year with the empty arena? Oh, this level? this past. Year. Oh, um, who won that one? Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. It must have been Edge. 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 Yeah, that Edge. was Edge. Okay, so Edge Drew. Um, you know what? Then I think I think I th- you're right. I think I think Biggie will go to WrestleMania because I think uh, Seth Rollins will win the Rumble. That's my prediction. They're uh, kind of already doing that match on paper. You know, again, it just water, waters it down. I feel like if they're going that way, having Seth lose tonight to to Lashley, I don't know. I just feel Actually, like he, and he won it a few years ago. Now that I think about it, never mind. I don't know. I don't. Oh know. yeah, that was who won it in 2019. With Seth. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. All right. <laughs> There's not a bit, yeah. There's not a big full, uh, full time raw match. Yeah. Like um, you got to bring back Cena, or, and I, I, I'm not saying they should do this. I'm just saying, like, as far as a, a larger than life well, match, I mean, I mean, Veer is on his way to Raw. So <laughs> yes. there, there you go. Well, if he can get there before the Rumble, yeah. he's, he's 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 walking from India. So he's on his way. They're gonna have him go in at number thirty to give him just a little bit more time. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, unless they do something balls to the wall crazy and like Gable Stevenson wins the freaking Rumble and right, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you WWE know, terms, the Rumble's a long ways away still. Yeah, I know we got to wrap up here in a second, but you know, Bruce Pritchard did have this idea back for WrestleMania Nine for Scott Steiner to come in and win the Rumble, and like that would automatically put you know the the rocket pack to you know the rocket strapped to his back. What if you did that with Braun Breaker? Braun Breaker. I think Braun Breaker is going to be a huge star. I am so on board the Braun Breaker train. Bruce Bruce gets to fulfill his idea 19 years later. Absolutely. 19 years later. He retired. Change his name to Rex Steiner. Don't do the Braun Breaker shit. And I'm I'm such a big fan of his. I think he's going to be a huge star. But that's me. If uh, if that happens, then you mind just just get rid of two point oh next to just the if 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 you pump Braun Breaker that fast, if you pr- promote him that fast, like what, what, what just just get over this <laughs> thing over here. Hey, careful! It might they might uh, they, they might you never know what they're gonna do with that two point oh. But uh, yeah, I I think that does it for us. We uh we talked about it all. Um, Thank you guys in the chat as always. Thank you for all the super chats and all the, the conversation. Thanks for the likes, comments, shares, subscribes. Uh, guys, before we go, any uh, last thoughts? Anything Anything you want to wrap up with? Nope. Cool. Well, uh, make sure to follow everyone on Twitter and social media. Raj Geary, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer. Make sure to check out the NXT after show tomorrow. Make sure to check out the AEW after show on Wednesday. Then the SmackDown AEW double header on Friday. And of course, make sure to stay in, uh, in touch with wrestling Inc. Follow at wrestling Inc. On Twitter for all the news, all the stuff, all this stuff's happening all the time. You got to stay watching there all the time. That does it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.